Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey, everyone. I'm your other host, Caitlin, and welcome to this little bonus episode coming to you live from Hollywood <laughs> the day after the Andor premiere. We've had a really fun, exciting week, and we're super excited to talk about our experience. And also, we have a roundtable interview that's going to be on this episode with Audrea Ajorna, who plays Bix Kayleen and Andor. We were super excited to get the opportunity to talk to her, but we thought we would do like a little update on this whole experience the past week and a half we've been together. So that's what this episode is going to be. But just at the top of the show here, there are no spoilers for Andor. This is just our immediate reaction on the episodes and our experience. Nothing story heavy wise or anything like that. So just so you know, at the top of the show, no spoilers from us. Yeah, so here's an update. So it's been a crazy week. So Caitlin turned 30 a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and we had a plan a long time ago to do something special for obviously that big birthday. So we talked to our friend Kelly, who is a part of Magical Park Vacations, who plans for free your Disney vacation. We've talked about this. We talked about this on the last episode. And just as an update, everything went super well. We had an amazing trip to Disney World. It was so hot. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so hot. And it was... Yeah. <laughs> I, recommend, I recommend Disney in September just because I – honestly, it's really – like the crowds are dead. We got Genie Plus. There was no one there. In Animal Kingdom, it was like we didn't even need to use it. In a lot of situations, I felt like we didn't even need to use it, which is always great. And we had an amazing trip. It was so fun to celebrate. Um, and then we had like a day of rest and then we came out <laughs> here into to Hollywood, to Los Angeles for like a three-day trip out here – for the Andor premiere, and we're so, I mean, it's really unreal to be able to do this and to go and to be invited. It's so unbelievably grateful for it all. And it's been a kind of a crazy whirlwind experience. So full disclosure, Caitlin and I have actually already seen these Andor episodes that were shown at the premiere last night. So they showed three episodes. We've actually seen four. And our opinion on the show actually just kind of ages with fine wine. We yeah. saw the show back in July. We got screeners for that. And you'll hear a lot more about our experience with that on the episodes that will come out when the show premieres on the 21st. Mm-hmm. So look out for that. There's a lot <laughs> to talk about there. <laughs> and we really, really, really liked Andor. And we still really like it. If you followed us on Twitter, you probably know that. But uh, the show, I feel like, is one of Star Wars's boldest things they've ever done. The tone feels really, really exact. It's it's exploring things that are morally gray. Uh, we're dealing with a complex time period. There's a lot of things to dive into with this show that I feel will make it a really good show to discuss on our podcast, to, yeah. to watch. The production quality is like extremely high. The music is amazing. Uh, Diego Luna is really, really good. And the show, it really feels very different for Star Wars. And it's a it's a big swing, I think, for Lucasfilm. Yeah, I completely agree. We've now seen uh, the arc, the this first three episode arc. This is our third or fourth time mm-hmm. watching it all the way through. And every time it just gets better and better. Mm-hmm. And I mean that genuinely. I just think it's – they really knocked it out of the park. You can just – there's something different about the air of this show that really feels so different from 
you know, even Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. And I think a lot of that is due to like the set, the fact that it's, you know, over in the UK, you know, different production team, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's something about it that stands out so much and just feels it's so timely. I know on our the first time we watched it, it was like a little overwhelming. And it, it, it is overwhelming. It is overwhelming. The first two episodes are quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I think I know that this is what you're about to say, and I'll just finish it. <laughs> <laughs> that when Andor shifted to that September 21st date from August 30, 30th or mm-hmm. 30, I don't remember. I I feel like when we read that, we were like, this makes so much sense. Yeah. Because but previously I think it was rumored that only two episodes were going to be premiering in August. But when they moved it, it was a three episode premiere. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. And when you all watch the episode, I think you will understand. You'll totally get it. Yeah. And so it's really nice to start off with an arc, right? And it's worth it. And it really sucks you in. And yeah. I don't want to say any more about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll just say that, you know, we were sitting we were sitting with a we actually got to see a lot of friends. It was like a little mini celebration. celebration. <laughs> it was so fun. And a lot of us were staying at the same hotel too. So it was really great to like get drinks with people at the bar and stuff at night. Um, but people like Friends of the Force, Pink Milk, Star Wars Explained, Triad of the Force, and more. They were all here. And it's a lot of people we haven't actually spent a lot lot of of time time with with. in person, really. So it was really fun. Um, Just like a fantastic time, honestly. And we all sat together at the premiere. Yeah. We all had assigned seats. And we were all in one row. So it was was really fun. It was really cute, actually. Um, But we were sitting with people who hadn't – Uh, seen it yet they hadn't had screeners yet and so coming out for them to also be like okay I get why they showed the three episodes Mm -hmm. I think is super telling yeah and honestly episode three is so good top top tier Star Wars TV yeah (laughs) it's probably some of the best paced Star Wars totally uh I think out there honestly I also I think we should probably talk a little bit about our premiere experience. So Caitlin and I actually went to the solo premiere in 2018, and that was really different for us compared to this one because we were sort of in that premiere corralled into like a fan pit, and then we were watching people arrive on the red carpet. They had a really big fan Fan pit. pit. It wasn't... It wasn't just people in cosplay, right. it was everyone. And then they had the Star Wars uh, show stage where they were doing interviews. I feel like we post our pictures from that all the time. So uh, that was great. But that wasn't the case here. They had like a really small fan pit that was pretty much just for people in like really great cosplay. Um, And then they had like the press line. Mm -hmm. uh, And then they had another side where basically we would walk through Mm -hmm. and there were posters and stuff like that and little like little photo opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. It was great, and it went by really fast, and it was very overwhelming. It was so overwhelming, and you're, you're like looking around. You're like, oh my god, who's that? That who's that? Who's that? Wait, wait, wait. Tell them who we saw like randomly. Okay, okay, okay. So this is so crazy. So we were waiting in line for one of the photo ops, the main one with the stormtrooper and a death trooper. And after that was over, we went to take some pictures next to um, an Andor poster, and I see someone with their iPhone taking a photo of an amazing Ahsoka cosplay. Like, this Ahsoka cosplay, I'm sure it's somewhere on social media right now. Like, it was so good. It was so good. I was like, who is that? (laughs) It was so iconic. Anyway, so someone's taking a picture of it, and I I turn, and I see that it is actually Janina Gavankar. And I was like, oh my gosh, Janina, 
hi, so happy to meet you. I was very like, com- I don't even know. It was weird. You just like started introducing yourself, which is usually not Charlotte. She, she, because she was like taking she, a photo. It was very much like, sweetie, you're doing great. great. Yeah. Yeah. And she introduced herself to us and we were like, hi, nice to meet you. She's like, I'm trying to get a picture of that. It's so okay. I'm like, I know. And she just like steam, not steam rolls, but she just like <laughs> rolls into this thing about Tales of the Jedi no, I said, I said, I'm so excited. Oh, for Tales I didn't of hear Je- you yeah, say yeah. that. I said, yeah. I'm so excited for Tales There's of the so Jedi because Janina's actually playing Ahsoka's mother. And we were at the Tales of the Jedi, which if you are a long time listener, you know that at Celebration, that was like our highlight was being at the Tales of the Jedi panel. And she was a guest, talked with Dave and Amy Ratcliffe. She was very overwhelmed over being a part of Tales of the Jedi. And I was like, yeah, you got to go take a picture of your daughter, right? Uh, so... That was great. And so yeah. we talked about that and I was like, we're so excited we were there. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just, it was, it was really interesting because it wasn't, she wasn't like in the, so there was, like Caitlin mentioned, there was like a, a red carpet that was for like the celebrities and the stars of the show. And then there were people like us who were just, you know, fans and guests who were yeah. invited on one side and she was on the other side. Not like with all the fans. Yeah. With all the fans, like yeah. taking photos. So that was really cool. And it was a really great experience. And yeah. then it was, it was super cool though. Cause she was clearly taking a picture of Ahsoka, the cosplayer. Yeah. She was like, I know I'm not really her mom, but I feel, feel like, like I'm it. her mom. Yeah. And so she like kind of chased down this Ahsoka mm-hmm. cosplayer and was like, can we take a picture? Yeah. And I was like, go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was, it was great. Yeah, so after that, uh, we took some pictures and then we went in and they take your phone. So this is a crucial moment (laughs) is you have to like get all the photos that you want before you go inside and then they they take your phone and you have to put it in one of these like lock boxes so that obviously you don't record or anything like that, leak Mm -hmm. anything. Um, And then we had never been to the El Capitan Theater, which is where it premiered and they have this really old organ and they played the organ, they played Star Wars music, Disney music. It was so cool. And then before the show... Tony Gilroy and Diego Luna came out and said some thank yous. And what was really cool was Diego Luna read off a list of like thanks. And it was a bunch of people who were in the show and worked on the show and everything. We turn around and it was like, oh, Kathleen Kennedy. It's like Kennedy Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. People who worked on the yeah. show. It's yes. Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. And like um, the whole cast and they were behind us. And we were like, what? The whole time we were like, where are they? Yeah. Because we they sat us in the third row and we were like, this is really yeah. close. What the heck is happening? Because I would think that the first row would be for the yeah. cast and crew. But no, they were behind us. And we were like turning around like, yeah. oh my God, they're right there. Well, uh, it was funny because the whole time we were talking about where the cast and crew were going because – at the solo premiere, they were all actually in a completely separate theater. Right. So we were kind of wondering if something similar to that was happening. Um, but yeah, number one, we were in the third row. Uh, so Diego Luna was so close. He looked so cute. I had a moment. It's fine. And Charlotte and I were pretty much dead center, actually. We yeah. were really lucky. Yeah, like the best seats ever. I don't yeah. even know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was just, you know, like 10 feet smiling so happy so lovely so cute I'm obsessed but um, yeah he was like yeah I have to read some thanks uh and then he you know it's Kathleen Kennedy it's Nina Gold it's, it's Michelle Rajman. I know when Nina Gold stood up I'm like <laughs> we we're like Nina! Nina. I, I don't you know she is the casting director of She's all casting, casting directors queen. yeah so if, um, I was I don't know yeah. I, why was I starstruck for Nina Gold I don't know we were we were starstruck for Nina Gold yeah. and Genevieve was a couple rows behind us yeah. but yeah they were all they weren't even up in the uh balcony they yeah. were uh, in the orchestra yeah behind us it was crazy and then when it ended and we're all leaving. Oh they all left out the same entrance, entrance too. that we did. Uh, and then we were 
two feet away from Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. So close to thanking her. Didn't happen. But honestly, being in her air was just royalty. It was, yeah, it was kind of crazy, like being in a crowd outside of a movie theater experience and her just... Diego was there too, by the way. Yeah, he (laughs) he was a lot farther, but he, like, I could see him and we were so close. And the thing is, is also just our phones are locked. Yeah, we have no phones. So we're like, oh my God, (laughs) if we even meet them, there's going to be no selfie opportunities. Not that there needs to be or anything like that, but we were like, we got to live in the the moment. moment. (laughs) It's really funny. It was funny. Anyway, so then after that, I feel like, I don't know if this is boring for this podcast, but after that, we were like, okay, so we're starving. So we're going to go to In-N-Out. But yeah, we haven't we been the- yet, actually. Yeah. Before we did that, we were just going to stop at the hotel and then walk to In-N-Out. And we're walking to our hotel, which is really close. And then we start to see a lot of escalades outside <laughs> our hotel. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the way that Kathleen went. This is the way that Diego technically went, too. Mm-hmm. And all these escalades, I'm like, this means one thing. One thing. One thing. And I'm like, should we go inside? The after party. So we go inside. So the after party is at our hotel. We're not invited to the after party. It's like only for cast and crew and things like that. And, uh, but we we walk in the entrance um, and there's all the like Andor staff uh around. And there, an escalade pulls up behind us. And I turn around. I'm like, Charlotte Genevieve O'Reilly's really getting, getting out of the, the escalade behind us. And, like, and we, we like <laughs> coolly walk up the stairs. We don't pause. We're just like, keep going. Keep it yeah, together. Keep it together. And then we like peel off because there's like a big lobby bar and then there was like a private room. So we like kind of mosey into the lobby bar area. We sort and of witness everyone kind of arrive. Watch all of yeah. them come in. Uh, into their nice and private the be- room. And the best part about it is that they couldn't say anything about it because we were we staying there. <laughs> so it, if I think it was sort of blocked off, but yeah. we ha- are staying there. Yeah, so we were legitimately staying, staying there. there. <laughs> so, so we were able to watch Diego come in, watch Tony. Genevieve come in, Tony come up and mosey up to the bar, get a couple shots, then go back to the party. Yeah, he went in, <laughs> then he came back out, got a couple shots. It was, yeah. We weren't bold enough to meet, but it's fine. No. It's fine. I do regret it. It's okay. We tried to film. We did get a little food for filming. Yeah. Um, which, you know, fair. Yeah, actually. it was. Um, yeah. So we didn't we didn't really do any of that. It was like one time. Uh, and then we stopped and just we took it in. Yeah. Uh, but we did come back a lot later mm-hmm. and did try to open the door. <laughs> and the party was over. It was very yeah, much over. over. Yeah. Anyway, then afterwards we went to Scum and Villainy with some other Star Wars fans. And it was really fun. That was super fun. Scum, Scum and Villainy, if you're not aware, is a Star Wars nerd theme bar in yeah. LA. And we've always wanted to go. So that was really cool and special. Yeah. The only disappointing thing about Scum and Villainy is that it was karaoke night. And finally, after like two drinks, Charlotte and I were like, why has no one sung The Saga Begins yet? Because there were Weird a ton of people from Star- the Andor. It, it was like everyone who was a fan who yeah. was at the Andor premiere came to Scum and Villainy. To, yeah, to Scum and Villainy anyway. So, uh, afterwards. So I went. I tried to sign us up for karaoke to sing The Saga Begins. And they were maxed out. And then the guy running it was like, yeah, they already – Saying it earlier tonight, like and before we any it. of us got there. Yeah, so I was stupid. So sad. Yeah, but we, yeah, it was great. We did see Alex Damon. Yeah, and Molly. And Molly. Okay, that's great. Anyway, we saw some friends pop up and do karaoke. It was, yeah, it was awesome. It was really fun. Yeah. So fun. It was really we fun. got home really late and talked with our friends Brad and Sarah pretty late. And mm-hmm. I, that's just the rundown of our experience in Hollywood. And now it's today, the day after, and we're just kind of like soaking it in. And we're really excited to bring you this episode and then also our roundtable interview with Adria, who was just so fantastic. And oh my gosh. we do love her character, Bix, and I can't wait for 
people to meet her mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything. So yeah, we actually got this interview notification email request on uh, Tuesday, which was our rest day in between <laughs> Disney and coming to LA. And we got it at like 11 o'clock at night on Tuesday and we had to be up at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. for our mm-hmm. uh, like 6 a.m. flight on Wednesday. So we got it and then uh, said yes, got up super early, flew to L.A. And then like two hours later after arriving here, did another interview in a hotel room. <laughs> we were dead. We, we were so dead. Guys, I've never had more trouble keeping time and day straight than I have this week because I've been working this week too. Um, I didn't take off. Yeah, I I didn't have a lot of PTO left, honestly, to take off. So I've been working East Coast hours while we've been here. Um, so that's 6 a.m. if you're keeping track <laughs> for like a 9 a.m. East Coast start. It's been a whirlwind, but it's been such a fun week and such a fun way to ring in my 30s too. I yeah. just kind of considered this my birthday week. It is. Uh, yeah, uh, but it's it's been incredible and we're just so incredibly grateful to have been able to come here and have this experience. And I hope that you guys are looking forward to Andor because, I mean, we truly are obsessed with it. I'm so excited to talk yeah. about it on the show. And we'll have a lot of content around there. I mean, we mm-hmm. kind of already have, but yeah. we'll have more. We'll do the weekly episodes. So we're really excited about that and can't wait to talk about it more. Yeah. I know. Okay. Anyway, so here we are with our roundtable interview with – Adria Arona. I feel like I'm mispronouncing the name and I've looked up pronunciations, guys, and I feel like I keep getting it wrong. (laughs) So please don't hold that against me. We love her. We love her character, Big Scalene, and she's awesome. So here's the interview without further ado. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Thank you so much for your time. I'm Charlotte Erdy from Sky Talkers. So good to talk with you. I was wondering what themes in Andor resonate with you? So honestly, so many. I think, you know, this is a story about... um, people right about people at a cusp of a revolution and 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 what does that mean right does that mean you step forward does that mean you step back what what is each character sort of going through and I think everyone's moral compass is sort of being questioned and I I feel like in the past two years we've been questioning as a society our moral compasses and we're, we're starting to realize that that we all sort of, which we have been forever, sort of living in this gray, murky area, right? Which I think we haven't seen that side of of Star Wars yet. We haven't seen what 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 the civilians of of this universe are really doing, and and what are they up to? And you know, being at a cusp of a revolution means that they there's people that have everything in common, but also have nothing in common at all. Very much like in our own society. Um, and and you know what do you do when there's a movement? Do you you do you take a stand? Do you take a stand back out of fear? Are you brave? Are you are you allowing space? Um, and and what is what is your part in that? And and I think everyone in this show, every character is sort of questioning that and trying to figure that out for themselves. And that is incredibly interesting to me because I've asked that same question to myself in in the world that we live in and as I keep getting older and I think Bix is asking those exact same questions to herself is do I stay as a businesswoman and run the show in this sal yard and 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 really get to enjoy what I've worked so hard for or do I risk it all for someone that I love 
and I, I know is in trouble. And she doesn't knowing that it's at her own detriment and, and kind of by playing her, the definition of bravery was sort of redefined in my in my head, right? You're like, oh, bravery is going out there and fighting and doing, and it's really sometimes just kind of taking a step back and, and or taking a step forward, not necessarily fighting, but, or fighting even a cost that's yours. It's, or it's, it's standing up for, for people that you love and admire. And I think, I think she does that. So those themes, you know, are really interesting to me. And, and the whole show really is just about people and what they're going through. And you get to see like a peek behind the curtain of, of, of what happens to these people and in, in their intimacy and why are they making these decisions? So it kind of doesn't allow people to be like, oh, that character is a bad character or that character is a hero and that character is a good person. I think that becomes a whole different experience for audience members. And, and those themes are kind of exciting to me and the reason I'm, I'm really part of it. I'm Trisha Barr with Fangirls Going Rogue podcast. If the Imperial Security Bureau was tracking your character, Bix Colleen, what would their files say about her and who she is as a person? Oh, that's a hard one. You know, I, I, I'm, I've got to give it to Bix. I think there's something about, about her and even Ferex, right? Ferex, as a community, it's sort of abandoned from the Imperials. They sort of don't really pay attention to them. Um, I think Bix is really smart. I think if they were tracking her, I don't think they would know as much as they wanted to know about her. I think they would have to go ask her themselves. I think she is she is incredibly smart and sneaky in the way that she does things. Um, and I think she gets away with with a lot. Um, so yeah, I don't I I think they might have known that there was a calm somewhere, but that she was a part of it. I don't know if they would have figured it out. Also, Ferrix is such a camaraderie, right? No one's going to tell on anybody. So even if they tried, it would be it would be a lot to have them find out about about her. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hello, Adria. Hi. Um, nice to see my you. My question, and you. Um, my question is, Ferrix, it's very blue collar, it's dirt under the fingernails, it's hardworking people, and Bix is kind of at the heart of that community. But before the events of Andor, do you think Bix has ever seen anything of the galaxy off Ferrix, or do you feel in your heart that she's she's a local girl and that's what she knows and that's what she's seen? I, I, I think she has, but I think, um, like a good Ferrixian, I think she she's from there. She, she doesn't leave. She stays because that's where her people are. That I think there's a, there's a community and a camaraderie that is unexplainable that happens in Ferrix. And I think you get to sort of feel it in the first three episodes where people are exchanging information. People are exchanging parts. People help one another. And at the core of it really is Marva. You know, I think at least Bix thinks Marva is like the queen of Ferrix and idolizes her. Um, so no, I don't think she she has left. Why would she? Right. I, I think she knows about 
everything that is going on in, in different parts of the galaxy and, and she can kind of feel oppression getting closer and closer. But this place, like I said before, is kind of forgotten. And and so I do I do want to believe that she maybe has has traveled and explored, but Ferrix is her is her home. Ferrix is is where her roots are in. And then that also becomes a different question, right? Like what then happens? Like if she's got to go, she will, she'll be the first one out. But, but I, but I do think there's, there's something that as someone from Ferrix, you, you stay, you stay with your people, you stay with, you know, with your community. Hi, I'm Caitlin, the other half of Sky Talkers. So nice to talk to you today. My question was, we've heard great things about the completely built set of Ferrix. What was the experience of working on a fully immersive set like that? I love that you said immersive because I feel like that's the word that I keep using. You know, I think when you, you when you sign up to a show like Star Wars, you I imagined in my head um, when I first signed on, um, that it was going to be a lot of green screens and it was going to be another style of working that I hadn't really done before, or it was all going to be in studio. And, you know, speaking to Tony, Tony, he's like the coolest dude alive. And he was and brilliant. Um, he was, he kind of played it so cool. He was like, yeah, you know, we build, you know, uh, Ferrix exists. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm, in, I'm still thinking it's going to be in the studio. And first day of rehearsals, um, I walked on set and I was like, this is a city. It's a, you know, it's, I, I don't know the, the actual measurements, but I keep seven, seven city blocks and that still feels a little small. It was huge. It was, I got lost and I also was able to explore like, where does Bix have a drink after work? Where does she go have, you know, her favorite meal? Where is it in Ferrix? And, and where does she buy certain things and and I really got to explore that personal side of her because I was living in Ferrix I lived there for months you know that's where I spend the majority of my time I just went home to sleep you know I was spending more time in Ferrix than I was in in, in my apartment in London so I I really in between takes was able to walk the streets and and it had a specific smell that I had never smelt before. It was also outdoors. So if it rained in London, it rained in Ferrix. Um, it was, it just felt like I was there. So as a first timer in Star Wars, I think I got the best gift in the world, which is I I got my city, which Bix is like I was mentioning before, she's so from Ferrix. And you can have an idea of that, right? As an actor, you can kind of create it. But I think living in it and, and walking those streets and having your director tell you, okay, here's a running scene, run. And I go, where? And he goes, just make sure you go from, from the from the stairs to the main to the main road, to Rick's Road. And I know where it is because I at this point I know the geography and every street had a name. So I go, oh, oh okay. But I'm like, do I go left? Do I go right? And he's like, wherever you want. Because it was filmable 360. I could basically be the owner of my own sort of narrative in that specific scenario, which was a running scene. And I just found it to be the coolest thing and the most liberating thing I've ever experienced as an, as an actor. I usually have to create this in my mind. And here it was just 
handed off and given to me. So it was great seeing you at D23 Expo last weekend. So that was what, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So now what is your big takeaway about the enthusiastic Star Wars fandom? You know, I I was not prepared for that. I wish someone would have warned me. I walked in and I was like, how many people are there? He's like, about 500. And I was like, oh, cool. 500. That's kind of, I mean, that's a lot of people. And then I walked out on stage and I'm like, there's only 500 people in like this part. There was like thousands of people, which I guess people were like, I, we don't want her to get too nervous. Um, It was nerve wracking, exciting. And I remember leaving and feeling like that, those like butterflies in your belly and being like, oh my God, I actually get to put a face on the reason of why I did this to begin with. I've never been able to do that. You know, you, you hear about it in social media, you feel people's presence, you know, around and through the critics and, and, and reviews and this, or you hear fan comments on the internet, but you never see like faces. And that was just so cool. It was, you're like, oh, this is why I did this show. This is why I've kept every secret about this show quiet. And it's just made it so, because before I was like, I'm the worst at keeping a secret. I'm the worst. And then meeting everyone and seeing everyone, I was like, oh no, I'm keeping it a secret to protect your experience. And, and it all sort of clicked in my head. I was like, this is the fucking coolest thing I've ever been a part of. Like, wow. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. So that was our interview with Audria. She was so lovely. I think Charlotte and I have been really overwhelmed by the cast of Andor. Uh, I think we said this on our other roundtable interviews, but they've just been so giving and it generous. Has, yeah, it hasn't felt uh, like, oh, I can't say that because the show hasn't come out yet. You know, mm-hmm. it just feels like they've been really open. Um, more so than any other interviews we've been lucky enough to do. So it was the same with Audrea and she was so kind and we just, I'm really glad that we got to talk to her um, because when we initially got the Andor roundtables, she was actually a part of it. And then I don't know, through the process fell off to so being able to talk to her now was super special, especially because her character is so cool and I think you guys are really, really going to like her in the show. So I think that is going to wrap up this little bonus episode about our Andor premiere experience. I hope you guys enjoyed it and are looking forward to Andor. Uh, We 100% are looking forward to it finally premiering for Mm -hmm. everyone and getting to share our episodes with you Mm -hmm. about it too, because we've We've had those recorded for a month and a half. (laughs) And And again, you'll hear more about that um, kind of hectic process. That'll make sense when you listen to our review episodes. But uh, yeah, look forward to those. We're super excited. That is going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much as always for listening. Uh, It really truly means the world to us. Uh, And if you want to talk to us more online, you can find us on Twitter at SkytalkersPod or our personal handles. Charlotte's is at Crarity and mine is at Caitlin Plusher. We also have our Instagram, TikTok, Facebook page, um, and our email, all good places you can find us. If you want to talk to us more about Star Wars, we would love that. Um, And if you have left us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you so, so much. That really helps other people find our show. And if you have a couple seconds and would like to leave us a review, we would really, really appreciate that. 
And if you're interested in other ways to support our show and how to get involved in our Discord uh, community, especially as we start to kick off a new Star Wars TV show, some of the best early morning chats about mm-hmm. Star Wars you'll ever have is in the Sky Talkers Discord. You can head on over to our Patreon and check out our reward tiers there and how to get involved in the Sky Talkers Discord community. And I want to say a huge thank you to these patrons, Olivia, Kelly, Stephanie, Kat, Adam, Emily, Emma, Jedediah, Jose, Justin, Kate, Christina, Mason and Sophia, Nick, Allison, Miss Art, Rebuild, Imbecilius, Catherine, and Anna. Thank you so much for supporting us. Your support means the world. Yes. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you.